right. Welcome back to Minx on Max Going Deeper, episode three. Norman Mailer and Samantha Shortcake. <laughs> we were both like, we know Norman Mailer's a person. He writes plays, maybe? Yes, I feel like he came up in one of our uh, our parent podcast, Forbidden Cinema. I feel like he was married to somebody or wrote something or, I don't know, I had a brief moment of looking him up on my phone. And he's like seven wives, like one of them he stabbed. Just seems like pretty tough dude. He just seems like that's what writers do in that time period, right? I right. mean, like, you've got... Um, what's him his, and Hemingway. Hemingway, and, yeah, yeah. It's just like... Ruff, 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 ruff. Like, it's the tone. <laughs> like, we're just mans, 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 mans. But I love that that's his go-to, because I'm sure he wrote for Playboy. I'm sure, I'm sure, which is probably another place that it, I found Which is exactly him. why, you know, Doug Renetti is saying... So, where it comes from, we, we learn later on, as we're trying to bring this issue to print, we need some nom de plumes. Yes, yes, we do. And Doug is like, I don't care. Use anybody. Norman Mailer, <laughs> Samantha Shortcake. It's like... <laughs> Fozzie Bear. I don't know. I mean. So welcome. So we are going deeper on Minx on Max season one, episode three. If you don't know us, we're a married couple. We've been married for a bunch of years. We've known each other since we were children. We grew up in a very, very conservative household. And now we're trying to make podcasts about things we weren't allowed to do when we were children. And this is right up our alley. Right into it. And so we're in episode three, but also just we know Full disclosure, there are many more episodes than episode three that are out, but we Sorry, are... Sorry, guys. One a week is all we can handle. We're a married couple that have other professional lives. So for those of you who don't have the capability to binge, uh, we're right here for you. Yes, yes, Taking yes, it yes. at your pace. We are doing this 1997 style. We're, we're going at this like Buffy and Friends uh, uh, pace here. Like, what's one next? episode what's a week. Next? One episode a week. But you know, I mean, even if you've watched them all, you can come back and listen and revisit and... and and think about all the fun, the fun ride that you took. So, and we're recording these in real time as to when we're listening to them. So you might be six episodes ahead of us. You probably and are. You might know all sorts of stuff that we're talking about, and we might be talking crazy. Sorry. Uh, you probably do. I mean, we 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 are lacking the insight that is already available to us. Exactly, exactly. But if you want to get back and, and go six episodes of podcasts in the next week and catch up with us, then okay, uh, go for it. Gauntlet thrown. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy the moment. We're like seeped in it we are right at episode three right in in the time of it and our we come into our catching up on from the previous like what do yes. we know it's like our penis is for political purposes <laughs> i don't believe we've touched on that yet that i, I feel like i wrote that note but then in, in true fashion i had no idea what it said after the fact because i have the world's worst <laughs> handwriting um but yes yes i think that is critical that that is joyce's vibe right there like Penis has a purpose, and it's political. Like, she's not in for the penis for any other reason. Doug is like, not exactly. Not entirely. I'm not sure that you're using that correctly. Not entirely is probably Doug's philosophy on life. <laughs> like, if you're like, you're, I'm, you're a pornographer. Like, not entirely. <laughs> you're trying to do something smart. Not entirely. <laughs> you're, you're going legitimate. Not entirely. Right, you're which a criminal. Is, Not entirely. Which There's, is where we, we visit in this episode. Um, we're right into it. So what you drinking, lover? 
Um, you told me um, we are drinking, keeping our theme of 70s cocktails. They've all been great so far. I'm sure we're going to fall down a rabbit hole of things that are left on the shelf for a reason. There is a backlog of orange juice and something cocktails. <laughs> people people needed their vitamin C. Yes. We had our Harvey Wallbanger last week, and we talked about how we were going to do a grasshopper this week. I couldn't do it, guys. Sorry. I needed some whiskey in my life. So we have a rusty cocktail, which is going to be scotch and some drambuie. Drambuie is basically a scotch herbal honey liqueur and a little bit of twist of orange and some artisan homemade, home-carved clear ice. And uh, we actually used monkey shoulder scotch, which is a really nice blend of three single malts. It's going to be a a blended malt scotch, uh, probably J&B Scotch from our uh, deep dives of Playboy in, in lives <laughs> past would probably be the best scotch to make this with, but uh, it only comes in a 1.75 liter at our store. <laughs> so we got a big old bottle. But we also want to take a toast as we're toasting to the 70s, to everything fabulous. We want to toast to one of the creators of this show, Paul Feig, who has just released his Cocktail Time Cocktail Book, The Ultimate Guide to Grown-Up Fun. Oh, um, we, that's definitely going on the Forbidden Bookshelf. Yes. Um, he literally posted just two days ago that he's thrilled to share the cover of my long-in-the-coming cocktail book. Cocktail Time is filled with all the drinks from Quarantale Cocktail Time. So drink Cheers up. to Paul Feig. Drink yes. up me hearties, yo-ho. It is very old-fashioned, you know, in its vibe. I can taste that scotch a little bit more. It's not quite as sweet or smooth as a bourbon with uh, with an old-fashioned, but yeah, I definitely see where, where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And it still has a liqueur in it, so, you know, you can, you can 70s, still have a 70s. The 70s love their liqueurs. Uh, that's something, yeah, it literally came home the other day, and there was just liqueurs lined up on our kitchen island. I was like, what's happening here? I don't know. And uh, Zach had gone. experimenting with 70s mixology. Right. All all the liqueurs that the guys have given him a reason to <laughs> to to blow off dusty things off shelves in our local <laughs> liquor store, I'm sure. <laughs> So we open on some hard hats. Right. So like think like, okay, wow, they're checking out new office space. This is amazing. We have this huge, beautiful view. Oh, I just figured they were scouting a location for a shoot. <laughs> I mean, either way. Hard hats, is that Doug's new magazine? <laughs> like he's well, like, oh, like we're 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 shooting naked dudes now, so now we have hard hats magazine. And- I mean, well, we've got Shane on the cover of Minx with a hard hat on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've got Doug and Tina and they're looking because they're partners in crime and I'm just loving every second that we get to spend with them and, and develop the relationship even more. I mean, they're talking about where offices are going to go and what rising rising up and being this corner office looks like. And then we realize they're just trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> They're still just pornographers in the valley, and they're. He's like, "Get out of here! Town. Leave the hats!" <laughs> <laughs> like throwing their hats as they're running. It's fantastic. But the, what he does say is like, "You could get murdered in here, and no one would hear." <laughs> That's what high class means. There we go. It's double pane glass. <laughs> For all you true crime podcasters out there, there we go. You just you just need to move on up. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then as we switch to their actual reality and their offices are being raided, Joyce is driving up, listening to something a little bit more catchy. Yes, yes, absolutely. She's definitely more in the vibe, like, you know, driving up. But as we've seen multiple times, she drives up on something that she's not expecting and making a face is like, what the hell is this? And we've got police officers and they're coming out with boxes and who knows what's in those boxes. And she's being asked if she's an employee of Bottom Dollar Productions. (laughs) I love her response. She's like, well, technically, but I like to think of myself as an artistic creator. And they're like, great, cool. Let's take all of your your magazine mock-up from your arms. She's like fighting for it. She's like, no, 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 this is mine. She's saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, fuck off, police. Like. I mean, that's that's the where it is, like, going to be apologizing even as you're protesting. Um, she goes inside. She's like, what's happening? Like, oh, it's a raid. Everyone is just like, bore. <laughs> Richie's just shoving things in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, here, hide this in your bra. I'm out of room. <laughs> <laughs> what? What what does Bambi say? He's like, like I, I want those tassels back, Wade. And then she says, uh, "It's baby's first raid." Oh <laughs> <Aww>, yeah. <laughs> I want those tassels back, Wade, to the cop. Like she knows him. Right. They all know. Like you know, I thought we'd get a heads up this time. Like, well, you know, we got a we got a new new councilman. Um, because then Doug and Tina show up, and what does Tina say? <laughs> He's like, don't fuck with my space heater. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, exactly. She calls him by name, too. And he's like, sorry, teens. She's like, the Wayne, cop. She's like, Wayne, don't fuck with my space heater. <laughs> I love that even the cop calls her teens. That makes me so happy. <laughs> she she knows how to get shit done. Right. And it is 19 raising counting. Like, Doug is proud of it. She's like, um, should we be proud of this? But yeah, so we got a new city hall. He's like, apparently, he's like, we had a new pal in city hall, and I have not paid my proper respects. <laughs> so he's going to pull out his charm. But they're all at, around the conference room table, if you can even call it that. Um, all all of the representatives of all the different type, all the magazines, you know, I really... Like, like, what did you save or whatever? Everybody's just pulling out... Like, I'm pretty sure somebody pulls out a rubber chicken. <laughs> yes, they do. It's like, it's like, this is a magazine. We need <laughs> photographs. Does anybody have photographs? And yes, uh, we've got... All the negatives from the shoot. Rich, from yeah, the Richie's Minx. like, I got all the negatives from Minx. So Minx is our only game in town at this moment. It's like, all right, you're up, kid. Which he doesn't say, but I'm surprised because isn't that... What is Nick Miller's book when he finally writes a book? I forget what the character is. Pepper Mill, Pepper. Pe- Pepperwood, Pepper. Pepper. Wood. <laughs> but I just feel like he's saying kid all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Minx is up, bring it to issue, and she's like, but they took all my board. She's like, but I have a mimeograph, which it immediately made me think of like... Like Nykerfish and like enhance, enhance, enhance. <laughs> I guess they go like the 1972's The Cloud. <laughs> right. She's like, I have a whole new backup system after I had like stuff blown away in a storm in Poughkeepsie. And like everybody's like, don't care. Nobody cares. <laughs> Just go get it. Just go get it. And so they're looking at her articles. And one of the articles is the uh, Manifesto on the Virtues of Armpit Hair. And, and then someone says, which are? And her response is, unconvincing at best. <laughs> I appreciate that she's not all in on all of it. She's like, I understand that there's a message we're trying to portray and I'm going to go with it, but I don't necessarily agree with it. 
but yeah, yeah, I have that too. Um, and then that's where he's like, well, you know, everybody starts pulling out. Everybody starts hearing that there was a raid. So all of her people who have written articles don't want their name associated with what's happening. And so she's got nothing really left. And he's like, I'm sure you've been you've been working on this magazine your whole life. I'm sure you have articles everywhere. And she's like, well, I can't write all the articles myself. That just looks completely unprofessional. And that's when he's like, I don't care. Make it Norma Mailer, Samantha Shortcake, like <laughs> whoever. Uh, let's make it happen. You're the boss. Get it done. So we move to City Hall. Yes, yes, we do. He comes with cheap flowers in hand. I, the flowers keep coming back. I love it. <laughs> it's the same flowers that goes and buys one bouquet of carnations. <laughs> carnations, which, you know, is a whole debate in uh, the Sex and the City lore of like, would you break up with the man who brought you carnations? It's like, absolutely, yes, because like, uh, they're filler flowers. But or no, I wouldn't. He, you know, he took the time. So, you know, people have different feelings of carnations, but they smell weird. Hmm. That's just my vibe on them. They smell gotcha. a little strange. Gotcha. I just said the times they are a changing. This new lady can't be bought. Right. She pl- she grows her own flowers. Yes. She's like a state champ of she growing her own flowers. immune to your wiles, Doug. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine most women are actually, they choose to go along with his wiles. They're not like just completely swayed by his wiles. I'm going to go ahead and say that this new lady is immune to his wiles, but I I bet you eventually she's either going to go down or she is going to come along for the ride. I don't know which one. Is he going to take her down or is he going to well, just we, find a new way? We have to- a hint of that later on and we'll talk about it, but yeah. we still don't know. We leave. That's where we leave hanging. We're not totally sure. But he says, oh, you know, I looked at your list of citations. They're Very creative. creative. <laughs> you know, there's no uh, you know appropriate egress from the building. She's like, well, safety is key. And so he's like, I well, feel like the emergency exits were pretty pretty well accessible from the scenes we've <laughs> I mean yeah they, they seem to have a very open floor plan I know I mean try to get out of my place if a fire starts it's a death trap <laughs> mass hysteria but yeah so she obviously she we learn later she's like one of the first women city council so in the same vein as Joyce they're very similar. They probably have very similar objectives. Like she has probably worked so hard to get here and be considered legitimate and get voted into this place. And she is not going to take any of these men's bullshit. Right. I mean, we find out later that Joyce knows who she is. And right. has known, has and been probably following her. following her career because she's doing important things. And that's where it gets tough. It's like women have to make some choices to make their voice heard and reach where they want to be. And it's not always aligning yourself with who you want to. And that's where they're at odds. But I would imagine, given other situations, they would be rallying together. Yeah, these are two ladies with the same objective. Mm-hmm. But they have different pathways of getting there. And their pathways are at odds with each other. And now they're enemies. And that's that's a weird... Way to, way to that, and that just might be how women have to look at the world. A lot of times it is. A lot of times, unfortunately, women women get pitted against each other in strange situations, um, and I think that that's a big conversation of like other women somehow become the patriarch to other women's goals, and I think that if we all stopped and took a step back, that we're really. 
we're not all trying to accomplish the exact same things, but we will do more together. And that the reason that we're not as far as we want to be is because we've been divided by other parties. Right. Like she wants the same thing as I do. She wants my shit, you know? And that's the thing. I mean, it's always been my philosophy that like someone doesn't have to lose for you to win. And I think that's where we are here. But also we are dealing in an era of she's probably been, and then she even says this to Doug, that she's been on a platform of like returning to morality and, and bringing the level up for this community, which means that she is going to just has a list of bad actors yes, yes. Um, for this community. And he takes a look at the list and he says, what, you're going to cut the heart, the valley, <laughs> the valley's heart. Because um, we know that there's a lot of production yes, yes, happening in the valley um, and a lot of spaces where people to come and enjoy certain particular arts of which he's a part of. And, you know, it's it's been very separate. And I think this is where some of these things start to come together because, yeah, women need a platform that people can get behind sometimes. And Joyce is using it to to launch hers. And this councilwoman is using it to using the demise of it to launch hers. So the next note I have is angels and demons. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I'm like, Shelly's in the house. Shelly coming in with her son who's getting kicked out of summer school for lighting someone's ass on fire. He's like, no, my ass is fart. It's like, it doesn't matter. Eugene is in the burn unit. So he, I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> the kid is just like, his eyes. He's, a, he's acting pretty well. For oh, he's doing great. Is doing great. Yeah, so exactly. So he's here. He's bringing in boxes because I guess Joyce has said, like, I need all the boxes from storage of all my old articles. And so Shelly's there and she's just like, oh, I don't even know what to do with this kid. You sit over here. Think about what you've done. And, you know, keep your eyes down. Don't look at anything. <laughs> I mean, and even so, like, Shelly appreciates what's happening and she's very light about it, too. But she also, you know... Everyone has their own gradation of mm-hmm. what's appropriate. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm here. I'm bringing my son here. But it's like there's a lot of things for him that potentially to see that I don't want to. I don't want to have this conversation right now. <laughs> I'm not in the mood. So I have uh, stealing sashes. Like That seems like some Nick Miller stuff. It like, does. Nick Miller would just totally. steal a bag of Girl Scout sashes just because like they were there. Like They were there. And it's like, well. We, we, we got to be, we, I have to make this even. Like, I have to make a point. And yes, I totally agree. I have some Nick Miller shit. Yes. Like, doesn't Tina say to him, like, you got to play by the rules sometimes? Like, play by the rules. I didn't get in. That's not why I got into porn. <laughs> Basically. Um, but he's like, but he, he, I really appreciate it. He's kind of like, okay, this is how we're going to have to play. You, you look into who you know. Like, what's her angle and what's our angle for her angle? We we need to come up with something. And, like, so Tina's on the job. She's going through her Rolodex and looking like she's coming up empty. She's making a lot of phone calls on her rotary phone, like, which I love the sound effect of. It was amazing. So we've got Shelly here. She's brought all the articles. And Joyce is given the task to Richie, to Bambi, to Shelly to read some of them and, like, give their feedback and like, okay, what's going to work? What's going to be great? And they're all like, um, uh, yeah. She's like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? They're like, what do you uh, think about the 
something about the menstrual manifesto or something. Something like that. It's like, it reminds me, I need to go get ketchup for meatloaf We love Monday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like, what about, what about the marital rape? And baby says, yeah, that was neat. <laughs> Which, sidebar, uh, if you've been on our other podcast, you know that uh, marital rape has been illegal in Tennessee since 2005. Good job, Tennessee. Way to go. It's... It's all of these things are important topics, and that's that's these, the whole These point. things are important topics in 1970. No, when this show was set, like our state is 30, 40 years behind. But the whole point that we're yeah that we're taking from this is like she has important ideas. She has things that people want to read, should read. She but, can just use some different packaging, but they can't. It's like <laughs> Richie's like it's like the articles didn't want to be read. <laughs> it's like they're yelling at me. <laughs> Like, they're crabby. They're pedantic. Like everybody's like, and she's like, oh, like she's taking offense to it. And so we're we are going down Joyce's rabbit hole again. So this this is a common theme. Um, she's rebounding quicker every time, but she is questioning. Like I can't do this. This is not what I want to be about. This is not what I'm trying to accomplish. Her um, vision of feminism is uncompromising, and it's kind of her way or nothing and i think maybe in this show that she's learning to see that there are a lot of women and a lot of ways of looking at the world and just having things better for women doesn't necessarily have to be exactly the way that she thinks they need to be right exactly because she thinks they need to be smart and she's in the vassar way the brown way she wants to speak to women that are just like her and this has forced her to see women in other situations that are just as interested in what she has to say, but that isn't going to be what interests them. I mean, and that also applies to Shelly, to her sister, because her sister is not in this, you know, in this professional space. She's a mom. She's got kids and she's frustrated, but that doesn't make her any less. Yes. There's people that want to be, they want to advance women who aren't intellectuals. Right. Exactly. And so they're bringing forth really great ideas about different um, type of titles. But I did say that Bambi would rather read the dictionary than Joyce's work. Because <laughs> she has all these synonyms. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like I was reading the dictionary. To find all the, like, your, your stuff is so boring that I was just reading the dictionary. But so Bambi comes up with a little game of like match the man to the mem- member because they're like, because um, we probably need a little bit of a more gentle segue between your articles. Your and- article on genital mutilation. Right. And the fireman's dingle dong. Right. It's like we can't just go straight there. We, we have to like ease our way in. And- say a scoop of sorbet. Exactly. Yes. That's what Lennon says. Uh, what Shelly says. She's like, it's like a palate cleanser. <laughs> Which it's perfect because that's bringing both worlds together because she knows that country club world and that sorbet life. And I also, a sorbet was banned from my household because I had the largest tantrum next to not getting the whatever queen, the queen frosting and Candyland. Candyland and sorbet were banned from my household. If my parents knew the R encyclopedia would be banned from my household. Because, man, kids with the internet nowadays and, and the world and texting and whatnot, they'll never know what it's like to learn about sex by just reading the World Book Encyclopedia. No, and not at all. And just get to the R volume. Because I think I wanted to learn about the Renaissance and then, like, reproduction is right after the Renaissance. 
I mean, it feels like it's before, but really. It... <laughs> it's alphabetical, I, I, baby. I know. I know. I'm making a joke. <laughs> yeah, that's the way every kid should learn about sex is, is reading the World Book Encyclopedia. Dang, I've got another note. And I, I think it says, Doug, something about like rejection. I'm bummed because we're probably going to just cut this out because I have no idea what it says. I literally cannot read my note. What does that say? Does that jog anything? Is the very last line on the page on the left, right? I'm sorry. I can't read it. (laughs) So there might be an Easter egg for next week because Jenny can't read her handwriting. Maybe we'll go back and look through the episode again and see if we know what it means. I think the vibe, though, is like everybody's living with rejection a little bit. Like Joyce is having to realize that her voice is not as revolutionary to people doug is having to realize that his his charm has not gotten him is not going to get him where it normally does um and so we're both we both have like that's been part of the these episodes they both are having journeys that are bringing them closer and closer together and more aligned i think neil gaiman once said that every story of humanity has ever been that Someone has a choice to change or die, and they make a choice. Yeah, I think that's true. And Joyce chooses to organize boas. <laughs> she's ex- having a moment. She's she's having an existential crisis. <laughs> that is what's happening right there. But it's like when someone, you can tell, it's like, I'm going to organize boas by their length and by their color and by their species. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> let's like roll back from this a little bit. Hey, I'm a healthcare provider. And during the pandemic, there's been a moment or two where I've kind of had to ha- I've gone a bit funny. And <laughs> it's like, all right. But this, and and I, I, I misspoke. This is actually when Bambi introduces the man to the penis game. But then I just have Shelly's wearing a fur coat. Yes, she is. She's had her makeup and her hair done and she's wearing a fur coat. It's so subtle. She's been into the wardrobe. She has. It's so good. <laughs> I love every second of it. Oh, my gosh. I forgot what the two sons' names are, but the one son is out there. and One uh, is Michael and one is, I don't know. I don't know, but like, you know, Shelly comes back out and she sees all of the girls there. She's like, no, absolutely not. And they're like, well, he told us about what happened and they helped him make a little banner. This get is, well get, soon. Get well, Eugene. She's like, oh, so she has a moment of going like, okay, these are people too. Like, she's better at recognizing that, but she still has to have a moment of that too. We're like, oh, these are just women at their work and they see a little boy and they're going to help him because he's having a deaf day. But I did have to pause it to write down. He says, he says, as she's chasing them out of the room, bye, Nikki, Jade, Lola, Amber, Roxy, and Sherry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, nice. Yes, lists all the names. Uh, says, so what would your porn name be? Oh, geez. Are, is, are we using a formula? You can use a formula unless you have something that means something to you. I, don't, I think the standard formula is your first pet's name and the street you grow up on. But, I mean, I think if there's something personal to you, it can be whatever you want. I, I don't know what I have. I mean, that would be Tiger Lily Kendall. Tiger Lily Kendall. That's not a bad it's porn It's really name. not a bad if one. If you want to think about a better one for next week, okay. you know. Uh, mine is Pepe Oakwood, and I just don't know if I could come up with something better than that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so 
I definitely want this to be part of the conversation. You guys need to email Send us. Send us your porn names. Right. Yes. Forbidden Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we need to know what's the born names, whether it's from construction of what? Yes. First pet and your the first street you lived on or if just something really jives with you. Uh, gotta know. And if you have a better formula, let us know. Yeah. Absolutely want to know. Um, so yeah, she, but yeah, literally like, she's like, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene, no, Eugene is the kid that gets, is the Bernie in it. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. But I'm like, Joyce is still losing it. She's pulling everything down off the, off the board of, of, you know, the magazine layout and things are sticky. You know, people are losing it when things are sticky to their hands and they're waving and ah! <laughs> just can't, like, it's not, it's not working. And then we've, then she comes into a, she, we see her break in dark CD place. Doug is doing some dealings mm. um, in, I'm guessing as a strip club or just a CD bar that's open midday. Cause it's very bright outside and it is like not everybody. Like his eyes are like squinting <laughs> with like, the doors ah, open. What is that? Like blocking their faces. Yeah. So basically he's wanting to have some intimidation. You could tell that these guys would be down. This is very much in line. So we just, uh, in, our, in Forbidden Cinema podcast, we just were talking about Weekend at Bernie's. So very much in line of, of putting a hit out. And it seems like these guys could get confused. Yes. And he'd be like, that they wanted a hit. And he's like, no, 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 no. I just, just, just want you to like intimidate her a little bit. Like, no, we don't, we don't need a hit. We don't need a hit. Right. He's he's doing some plotting and she's having her her crisis again. Like, I can't be aligned with you, basically. And to his credit, he's kind of over it. He's like, do your fucking job. Like, you're going to do this or you're not. You're in charge of making this happen. This is your side. I'm doing my side. You do the editing. I'm doing the business side. I'm getting done what needs to get done. Go do your job. Stop freaking out like a child. You know how much... I wish I could do that in my career every once in a while. Same. Like, okay, that's great. Like, I'm doing grown-up work now, and you're a third grader, and you should just shut the hell up and do your job, and let me go do mine, and we can all have a good time, or we could just hold each other's hands and talk about, like, third-grade bullcrap. Well, but not even just that. It's like, you're an adult. You're here because you want to you want a big boy job and like, let's stop complaining about it. Like just do it. Like it's, you can either decide to do it or not to do it. Your choice. He's like, I've got a successful business either way. In fact, this is becoming a really major headache because I don't think I would have this big of an issue if your magazine wasn't potentially on the table. And I've dealt with this many, many times, and I've never had to deal with someone who didn't go along with my ideas as, as much as you. And it's not fun. People don't enjoy your company. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I have thought and not said about 50 times at work this hour you know? i mean always i mean that's that's the thing but it's like she needed to hear that because she's been living in a bubble and i don't think it would be easy to say well he's he's trying to patronize her no he's treating her just like he would treat anyone else he is an equal opportunity across the board yes and i i appreciate that about him it's like he's saying He's being a coach. He's, He's coaching her. He's not treating her. her with kid gloves because she's a woman or because she's new or because no. she has a voice. He's treating her like he would treat any other smut peddler. That- He's treating anybody who 
is going like who is in charge of production and if you want to do it and he's he's the one who's taking the risk he's the one who's who's fronting the money it's like if you want to get this done if you want to make this happen you have to do it if you decide you don't want to fine but like stop complaining stop whining stop stop i mean i want to say that all the time and there's no crying in porn exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> they re- if they remade a league of their own. A hundred percent, Jake Johnson. Is that it? Oh my good! Let's. Uh, how do we make that happen? Let's Who's re- the who are the lead ladies? Oh, I got to think about it. I got to think about it. But that's we we can table that. Okay, okay. Jake Johnson is definitely the Tom Hanks role. Yes, that is happening tomorrow. Like let's let's Hollywood. I feel like we have call me call call me Hollywood. Let's get this job done. I feel like maybe we have Lady Gaga and Cardi B. Okay, I'm listening. Are on the team. Is Lauren Ash on the team? Oh, Lauren Ash could be on the team 100%. I mean, the immediate thought would for her to be in that role of like the real quiet chick who then like sings later on after she falls in love. Yeah, but I but mean, I does think she, she do... didn't have to be. No, no, no. I mean, she could do the um, rosy role or she could do not the rosy role and we could just like not care about people's bodies. I don't oh, know. Oh, but she's gotten schvelt. Oh really? Oh yeah. Okay. You, you, I'm following her. Like I, I am deep in her podcast, True Common Cocktails, with her and her cousin Christy, gotcha, gotcha. and on her Instagram, and she is like rocking some leather pants right now. Okay, good for she her. She is living her Gwen Stefani vibe. I just think she's the funniest person I know right now. She's hysterical. And- Absolutely. Um, getting a hashtag on this because I want her to be part of the conversation. Conversation because okay. I think they're fantastic and. Right, but Lady Gaga like as the Madonna role or as the mm-hmm. Gina Davis role? What do you, where, who's I Lady Gaga? Girl? I don't know, but I just like the idea of Lady Gaga, and I just like the idea of Cardi Her, B. Just I like Cardi B's energy. I think she just should. Do just, those nails go around a baseball bat, though? I mean. That's her deciding. Should she want an Oscar or not? <laughs> Sometimes you got to sacrifice those nails. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's she and Lady Gaga can have a conversation about that. Gotcha. Lady gotcha, Gaga gotcha. knows like making some fashion choices versus some like, Oscar All right, choices. Cardi, if you're not cutting the nails, Megan the Stallion's cutting the like. <laughs> right. She's like rolling her neck side to side. I got this. Like, cracking her finger, like, like, cracking like, her knuckles. Yeah. All right. But otherwise, we're, 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 Let's we'll go through the roster. We'll do some casting. Okay, I have the next thing I have is when uh, Joyce is going out to try to convince Council Lady. There's a line right before that, just like Doug saying, like, because he does say he he does admit to stealing the sashes, and he's just like, (laughs) I don't steal for people who don't steal for me. (laughs) Basically, I never crossed a fool unless he deserved it. Basically, all right, yeah. And so then, yes, we're we're at a Girl Scout photo shoot, <laughs> and we've got some faux sashes to make it work. <laughs> um, and Joyce shows up to have a conversation with the congr- the councilwoman. And uh, the councilwoman is very sympathetic to her point of view, and then also like, we wouldn't want them teaching our kids Salinger, would we? Well, she does that first. Yeah, yes. that's like that's her whole deal and she's like well you know wouldn't you want to and she's listing some some initiatives like about the draft and about basically if she would if, if the girls wanted to be part of the boy scouts all the girls like ew well now they actually have some points that that are very well rehearsed 
like well i wouldn't want to be drafted if my husband was was killed i wouldn't like do you do woodworking like it's very i mean like shade like there's shade being thrown from yes, yes. from some from middle-aged middle-aged uh middle school aged children that they've and from the mouth of babes, I mean, there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we all spout and tout the mantras of our parents for a bit, and I think that that's where. Oh, I mean, we've we've been through this. I've been I've been put on a street corner with a sign before of things I didn't believe. You know, I've 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 been tasked to I was tasked to protest NYPD blue. So, <laughs> <laughs> like a show that you probably never even watched, which is I'm interested in. Like you know, for our, for our sister podcast, we might check it out. It's so funny. It's got Zach Morris and and uh, Ricky Schroeder, right? Right, right, right. So, <laughs> which immediately makes me think of the Friends episode <laughs> with <laughs> with Michael Rappaport. Yes, like tell that Schroeder kid, like sorry, like the Silver Spoons kid, sorry about his partner. I think I'll be all right. <laughs> And when Phoebe, Phoebe, like finds and holds onto his badge. Um, if you are in Tennessee, there is actually a law that just passed, basically making it illegal to uh, teach Salinger in school. So uh, yeah, go vote every person that is in there out now. It's time. It's time. Yeah. It is. Um, and that's what all this is about. And this is subtly our mark on this topic. Um, we both like to really side. No, we like to do a little sidestep. Uh, if you want to know where that's from, you can watch uh, <laughs> best little whorehouse in Texas, but this is some important stuff. And this, the show is covering important topics and the movies and the conversations that we're having about, you know, things that we were taught as children that we realize is not the way the world works and is not the way that uh, benefits others yes, um, yes. is the conversation that we're having. And so, yeah, this is this is our small corner of that. It really is. It really is. Yes. I mean, people that we thought kind of believed in a philosophy that we believed in and now they seem kind of crazy. So. <laughs> yeah, it's been challenging um, for sure. Like to, yeah really like think about what people's motivations are and who they really are so yeah pandemic lots of an introspection yay so yes she's talking about so yeah i mean joyce is saying like i've been following your career i think it's fantastic and phenomenal and i'm here to have a message on future voices and councilwoman saying like no i don't want you to be leading future voices and that's where i think it's like because the councilwoman, as much as she thinks, she's she has made headway. There's some first there, which means it's gonna that opens the pathway for girls to see that politics is is potential for them, which is positive. But everyone has to step a little bit on the person that comes before them because everyone has to make some compromises. And women politicians have a hard time not being just part of the old dudes. It's it's a real, really, really fine line. But Joyce is seeing it's like, I really want to open a space where these girls don't feel like they have to just be repeating what they hear. And also realizing and having that thought of like, I'm doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I've done the exact same thing to the people in my life that I care about who are championing me. And so she's having that realization. And as she's having that realization... The little girls are over there trying to match the member to the man. And she's like, oh, <laughs> she's like, it's really, de- they, they say exactly, I think what Richie says, like, it's harder than you think. <laughs> 
they're they're right in tone with Richie. Um, which, so she, her point is screwed. Like, you think if I showed you like five pictures of dicks and mine was in there, you could pick it out. I think so. If they were similar, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it feels like there's no nobody wins in this conversation. Okay. So <laughs> let's just leave it at that. But she knows, like, that's it. She's lost her any ground she had for making because a point. Because she was talking about a roadmap. And then a roadmap <laughs> straight to hell. <laughs> so Joyce is leaving. And I have in my notes. Suck it in, Ruth. Before that. As suck it in, Ruth is the tagline to big smiles, straight spines, flat tummies. Suck it in, Ruth. That is something I've lived very much. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's suck it, suck in the guts, guys. We're the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing, but as women, definitely big smiles, straight spines, flat tummies. Smize it, Tyra Banks would say. Which is smiling with your eyes. Oh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> Sorry. But yes. So that's that's also the message, you know. She is she is pushed past and created a space for women that has never been there before. She is the first councilwoman in the space, but we still have to look presentable in photos, even as babies. <laughs> so that's where we are right now. We're still fighting on both sides. But Joyce is like, fuck. I'm part of the problem. Every day she realizes she's part of the problem in some sort of way, which is growth. And that's right. Which, that's positive. So she goes to uh, to Shelly's house. Yes. And they're sitting out in the car. Well, before that, okay, sorry. Before there's pandemonium in her house, her kids are losing her shit. They're throwing things. She's like, that's my grandmother's owl. <laughs> they broke something. She's just like having a moment she's having a moment too yes like yes. in her own space like she's lost control and she shows up with cupcakes they go get in the car shelly's smoking up she's <laughs> in like, the car with the windows rolled up rolled up we're eating cupcakes this seems like the dream <laughs> honestly she's like you're right i'm sorry basically she's saying like i insulted your way of life meatloaf monday is important i should not have undermined it and she has her big apology, and then like you've always been funnier than me. <laughs> it's just and she's like, low, low bar. bar. <laughs> the perfect shade. <laughs> uh, I know someone's apologizing for being a dick, and you're like, apology accepted, and yeah, <laughs> that, that's the perfect so way. So good. Like, and zinger. it's like the conversation's over like thank you for apologizing i appreciate you being the mature one in this one and suck it you know <laughs> uh but we're still we still love each other but suck it but i get to be the last one to say suck it right and she's like you should come to work for manx like whatever works for you you know a couple days a week days during school whatever you have something to say. You have a point of view that is going to reach people in a different way than I can. And I think you should be part of this. And I'm excited about that because that means we're yes, going to see yes, her more yes. and more. And then we see her son rubbing his ass on the window. Right. And she's like nonplussed about it. She's like, oh. It's like that. whatever. It's like, no, that's not like his anus is a bit bluer. <laughs> like, oh my <laughs> like, God. You need to get out more. <laughs> like, yes. Point taken. Then we're we're at the bar. We've we have got Doug. He's ordering a banana daiquiri to Makers. Tina comes up. She comes through. She does. She's got some files. We don't know what they are. Uh, our council lady has got a past, 
And Doug's like, I can't believe you found this. How did you find this? She's like, well, I called in some favors. And he's like, no, you need to stay straight. This is how we get to that corner office. This is how we become a legitimate business. Doug's heart grew two sizes. It did. It did. And then he drank his banana daiquiri and and she drank her makers. I was like, yes, (laughs) girl. That is Jenny's kind of lady. Yes. Yes. Tina, teens. Yes, baby. Let's do it. Last thing I have is uh, Troop 69. Exactly. We the had bu- to pause it. Uh, so, like, we could have been a little bit more obvious, HBO Max. A little bit. I will say that that's the takeaway on each one of these ending scenes. You oh, know, the, because? The first two, right, have ended with Joyce doing a mock-up. The title of the magazine, which we knew Minx, and then she does a, an ad for the vibrator, which we didn't really catch. But on the coming up on, we see, it's like, watch out, world. Here she comes. Very good. <laughs> good ad. It's very good. But I guess we closed this one on like the entire mock-up of the first issue, really. With the kind of like, eh, you know. Catch. Yeah, he's like, this looks great. This is like the best mock-up I've seen of this magazine. It looks fantastic. But yeah, then we have Councilwoman and she's hanging up the photo of the troop. And she looks in and she's looking closer. And she makes a face because she realizes that... The sashes that have been returned to her have been doctored. And hers (laughs) says Troop 69. We don't know who did it. We don't know who. Is it Joyce being ultra subversive? Or I kind of feel like it is. I feel like it's Joyce. I absolutely feel feel like like it is. Because she was was messing with the the boas. And I feel like she knows her way around a sewing machine. I feel like it was Joyce. I think so, too. So gauntlet thrown. Yes. Watch out, world. Here she comes. Exactly. Exactly. So that's episode three in the books. Uh, fantastic. I love where this story is going. We're getting ready to hit some some turmoil even more. I know it. I was worried after the little teaser after the second episode, but we're still going strong. We're still going strong. I imagine uh, we, you know, we didn't get it coming up on for this next episode. The three and four have dropped at the same time. So I'm imagining we're going to have some even more controversy because the magazine is actually going to happen. Yes. yes, It hasn't actually hit print yet, but I feel like we're going to at this moment because it's the only thing they got. (laughs) Everything else, they did not get things returned as per usual. So here we go. Joyce, for ill ill or nil, she's putting her voice out there and saying saying what she needs to say, and she's doing it. Dong's out. (laughs) All right, guys. So hope you are enjoying. Like I said, we're we're doing this at a at a uh, old school pace. So watch, you know, revisit. I'm sure you're gonna want to watch again because there's so much fun things. There's so much fashion, so much attention to detail that's worth rewatching. As you're ta- as you're listening, join the conversation on um, Minks on Max going deeper on Instagram. You can send us an email forbidden cinema podcast at gmail.com come on over listen to forbidden cinema if you'd like <laughs> we are we just did weekend at bernie's um right before that best little horror house in texas so that's a super fun ride oh, yeah, yeah yeah definitely Do- probably start with that that one or body of evidence those are our those are favorites. those are so fun i mean it's so fun i think we're really like on fire in those the rest are a lot of fun but definitely those two were the most fun to watch 
And yeah, we just be part of the conversation. We love it. Follow us on Instagram. That would be fantastic on both platforms if possible. And we're just happy to be part of this. And just spread this show. Yes. Spread the, like, the show is tell, getting great tell reviews. Tell people to watch show. The, the- but I still feel like it's, it's still, you know, a... Uh, What's that called? Um, like a grassroots effort? Yes. Like I feel like I'm the one promoting this in all my friends' groups. I don't feel like I'm like talking yeah. about it. And people are like, oh yeah, we watched that. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to watch this. This isn't like some of those other shows where you're like, oh yeah, did we watch that? Like, yeah, we did too. I don't feel like it's there, and I want it to be. I need season two. I need this to be a success. I, I just that that's why we're podcasting about this because we watched it and like we realized. I don't feel like it's getting enough attention. <laughs> yeah, we want we want to be part of launching its success, you know, in our small little way. But thanks, guys. We've really enjoyed it. Make yourself a rusty nail, a Harry Wallbanger, a Dr. Ruth, and we'll be bringing some more. Send us your porn name. Send us your porn <laughs> song or your, your dick songs. All of it. All of it. We're up for it. We want to talk about it. Let's let's make this a uh, group conversation. Hashtag porn name. What are we doing? A hashtag. Let's 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 make it more funneled than that. Maybe um, Minx on Minx on Max porn name or Minx on Max going deeper porn name. I'll That's be, a lot of words. It's a lot of words, but otherwise, you guys might give down some deep corners that I'm not sure that you want to. <laughs> Your choice. You can send us an email and we'll compile it. Okay. All right. You guys have a great night. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>